All right. Hello, Sarah. Hello. So what's new? We haven't seen each other in a while. Well, we certainly haven't talked to each other, but we've seen each other all the time, 24-7. <laughs> I was just kidding. I was going to see if the people who are listening were like, what do you mean? I thought you lived together. We do. We oh. don't do a lot of talking. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. We're like in the work mode. What do you think? Zero to 10, 10 being the best ever, zero being the worst. What would you rate this episode of Sundance of Roslick? So I actually think I told you that I thought that it was a boring episode. And now that we sort of replayed it before we got started on this um, in preparation, I think it's even extra more boring. Ah. Um, but I would like to hit the highlights because there were some good highlights that there's, you know, things to talk about. Was there any Mormon stuff in this episode? I... Yeah, remember it was the whole thing about um really about Heather Gay and talking a lot about Mormonism. Oh yeah. The whole, yeah. The whole sex thing. and yeah. alcohol. Oh, she the whole thing on the alcohol. Oh, the whole thing on the Let's alcohol. Let's talk about that real quick. Okay, go ahead. People love to hear about. People are always asking me, "What are the rules about alcohol in Utah?" Um so couple of the rules are Heather Gay mentioned them um, you cannot you can't have two drinks in front of you like you have to have only one my stepmother literally flipped a gasket when she was drinking they were in they were somewhere in Utah I don't know on a trip and she was drinking a drink and she wasn't quite she, finished yeah she was, was drinking wine. a cocktail and yeah. she wanted to order wine. wine and she did and they told her that she couldn't have it until she like literally I thought she was gonna like literally walk out the restaurant. She's like, what the, do you mean I can't have, and he's like, unless you finish that one. So look, she downed it, put it down on the ground, ordered another. I'm sure that happens every day in Utah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you can, you can't have two drinks at once. Um, you know, it used to be when I was growing up there, actually, um, that I'm, we're in San Francisco for this episode, by the way, but that's why I said there, mm-hmm. when I was growing up there, you had to, in order to go to a bar you had to become a member of a club, the bar club. So if you had to literally sign up and pay a membership fee in order to go to a bar and drink drinks. And that's not – they don't you don't have to do that anymore. I don't believe – so I think at a, a bar now, there you don't have to order food anymore. But you do at a restaurant. There's like rules, different rules for restaurants than there are for bars. You can't have two drinks. I think you might have to be able – or you might have to order food. Beer used to be – three percent alcohol and they just raised it to five percent but all that being said although they're loosening up the alcohol rules oh my gosh i said that just like a true uton rolls not rules um they lowered the dui percentage so now it's 0.05 percent is a dui in utah which equates to for me one drink i'm i'm a small woman and if i had one drink I would be legally unable to drive in Utah. So I don't drink and drive at all. No, I mean, not just, that I would do much anyway, but I'm just saying I would not go out. I would not go to a restaurant and have a drink and drive home now. Heck no. That's why we drink a lot at home. It's just because you don't want to take that risk. Yeah. But um, I did think she talked a little bit about the alcohol. And, you know, what I think in this episode, what, what made me sad about uh, Heather Gay was really this whole thing about how she basically wasn't in love. That yeah. she married for faith, and she's pretty clear about marrying Billy for faith. And I don't know. There's just something sad about it. Although, I say sad. At the same time, I think Heather Gay is completely embracing who she is and is going for it. And she went out with, what was his name, Curtis? She was cougaring on Curtis last night. 
at that show at the party and I thought rock on for you Heather Gay. Well, when you think about it, um if you got married in, you know, if she said she was a virgin when she got married, which is um very common amongst the true true Mormon. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. That just reminded me of something. Do you remember when uh Whitney was saying she was pretending like uh, she was sending Heather off and she remembered what her parents would say to her when she would go out with her <laughs> boyfriends or whatever. And they would say, remember who you, this is what she said. Remember who you are. What was the other one? Oh God, I don't know, but it was so you're an on, Don't oh, You're on your best. No, no, you're something about honor. Yeah. Something like that was. Gr- yeah. That remember was, who you are. Keep was, your honor or something. Crazy oh, I like that. And I was like, oh my God, that's, is that like a Mormon thing? I don't know. It was bizarre, but yeah, I felt like that Heather really went into talking about how she got married. I think probably as a, a young teenager. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's our daughter. Probably nineteen years old, and um, was a virgin, and just got married because she needed to marry, or she felt like she should marry uh, a good Mormon man, and you know, have children and all of that. And most likely, her husband was seemed like a good catch at the time. I saw his pictures though, and I have to say, Cute I felt, enough. Eh, he was average. I thought felt like she could have done better. Oh, well, anyway, well, she was she was cougaring on Curtis, so I think she's getting her groove back. So I don't think we have yeah. to worry about her as much. I, now, let me say something. I don't buy it. Like when you grow up like that, and I, I think that if she found a Mormon guy, her own age, who had, was divorced maybe and had his own kids, and wanted her to go back into the religion, I kind of think she would. No, yeah, I do. I don't think so. I think I think Heather is finding Heather. And she's pissed because she's like, I have been um, sequestered and, you know, minimized for the last whatever years. I had my children. I love them. And I'm glad I did. But I'm ready to be myself. I'm ready to go out and do whatever I want to do. So I, that's what I think about Heather. Let's move on, though, from Heather. A couple things in this episode, which is Lisa Barlow drives me insane. I'm sorry. Jesus. That was from oh the gosh, last one. Jesus. But there, and I don't, That's her, you know, the way she I, says I, Jesus. I think you and I have been really like careful about, we don't want to put, we don't want to put women down. I mean, the whole purpose is not to go, oh, they look like this and they wore this and they weigh that. And they, you know, I, I, I will say though, I say that. And at the same time, I cannot handle Whitney's outfits during the confessionals. I don't know. She's clearly dressing herself, and maybe it happened during COVID, and that she's dressing what herself. What happened to the red outfit with the hair and that dark, that smoky? platinum dye job that looked like she did herself, and her horrible makeup, and then that red like satiny dress? It was bizarre. Well, yeah, and then last episode they had the. Well, first of all, she's been in that royal blue outfit for the last that six, dress. six episodes. She has very few confessional outfits. Yeah. Well, the red, white, and blue. It's that the the blue one, the red one we just saw, and then do you remember the white one with the um, almost the whole breast showing? Yeah, you know, and, and when you were just saying that, I was thinking to myself, other other women on the other shows, they have multiple outfits. Usually, I mean, multiple outfits for their confessionals, not the same like four dresses in a row. And I was thinking about Erica Jane. Yeah, and I. I, I wanted to just touch on. Can I touch on that? And just go off on a tangent. Yeah. So there's Eric, no rules, Sarah. This, we set the rules. So I read a whole article. So last night, instead of reading my boring, boring book that I can't even, I cannot stand it. it doesn't even put to me to sleep. It's so you boring. Read all these like hardcore history and historical novels and history this and history the, that. It's got to get. 
like heavy. Well, I told you about this book. So just brief, t- brief tangent no, on the book. No, no just no. brief tangent. I want to just say, tell about this book that I'm not recommending because I don't want anybody else to waste their Kindle money on it. It's called The Pil- Pilgrimage to Eternity. And it's a memoir by Timothy Egan, who writes, uh, does op-eds in the New York Times. And um, he's supposed to be going on a pilgrimage on the Via Francigena or something like that. It was like the El Camino, the Camino. And um, it's so boring. And he literally drives um, half the time. I'm like, that's not going on a pilgrimage, no, getting a rental car. You cannot skip and then drive around and then take a bus <laughs> and then a train. I thought you were walking. It's called Camino. That's, yeah. that's It's called a walking thing. The pilgrims themselves. Walk. back. Yeah, back in the day, the pilgrims didn't have cars and trains, trains, planes, and automobiles. Anyway, so I was reading an article, though, about Erica Jane on uh, Beverly Hills Housewives. I'm sure you all know what's going on with her and Tom Girardi, her husband, who was is a prominent, well-known trial attorney well, here in California. Yeah, he was the composite. He's one of the composite lawyers that they based um, Aaron Brockovich's boss on. Um, and he won a bunch of settlements for people who, you know, like PG against PG&E or the water company or whatever for people who were damaged. So the latest one, and I'm sure you all heard, the Lion Air crash. He won a verdict. And then what did he do? Didn't give any of the victims their money, Amber. I don't. How is that even possible? Yeah. And then they've gone back and they've apparently this is a common pattern of behavior for him. Really? Yeah. And he doesn't have a dime to his name now. Wait, what? Yeah. What do you mean? They There was a testimony that came out just this week. I can't remember. It was maybe not this week, but it was late November. So that's not this week. And he testified in court that he has a few thousand dollars. A few thousand dollars. Oh and my. it was in relation to does he have the money to pay back these people? One oh. of the guys here, the one, the main case right now, not only the Lion Air case, but remember the PG&E explosion that happened in San Bruno? Oh, yeah, of course. So there was a guy who was burned on 90% of his body and got a settlement against PG&E. It was multi-millions of dollar settlement. And he has didn't get any of the money from Tom Girardi. It's firm. And basically the court was saying, what do you have to give him? Like how much money do you have to give him? And Tom Girardi said, I don't have any money. I've got a few thousand dollars to my name. Oh and my I, I, so this is what I, my thought process was going on last night, actually. So the article, it's in the Los Angeles times. If you check it out, they, there was a very lengthy article about Tom Girardi and Erica Jane and how they've been married for 20 years. And she's sort of his trophy wife and he was funding her um, performance career and my takeaway, even though I thought it was quite a negative, obviously, on both of them, and it was kind of throwing the blame on her, too, like, oh, her lifestyle, and that's why he spent all his money, which is ridiculous. I mean... I love that part. Like, right? Let's just blame it on her. Yeah. But I will say this. I watched that show, and the reason I'm talking about this is because she always had a, a different outfit on every single confessional. You never saw that same outfit twice. I enjoyed it very much. No, you I, never saw the same outfit yeah. on... Well, you rarely see the same outfit on anybody, let alone Erica Girardi. Erica Jane. Jane, yeah. Her, but her technical name is Girardi, yeah. I guess. Um, I don't believe that she knew what he was doing. I actually don't believe it. I felt like she, when I would watch her on that show, and maybe I'm delusional, but I am, I'm a pretty good judge of character. I don't believe that she knew that he was not paying out settlements and instead funneling money, you know, just spending money that he didn't have. Because I can't imagine... I just can't. She didn't seem like that kind of person to me. I actually don't think she knew. Okay, so what do you think about the Mary M. Cosby <laughs> cult? So, are you bringing that up because of the crime thing of it? Yeah. 
I don't know. Is there a crime going on? I don't know. We're gonna have to keep. That's the the, Mary, the that Mary is the gossip M. right Cosby. now. But let can, you, can we shift over really quickly? Well, yeah. But can I just ask you a question before we go there? Yeah. Do you, what do you think about Erica Jane? Do you think that she, watching her the many years that we have, do you think that she knew that her husband was fleecing people? No, I I don't think she knew that because I don't think they had a traditional, more traditional marriage and communication. And I feel, and this is completely assumptions on my part, I feel that they probably lived parallel lives and their relationship obviously worked for them for whatever reasons it did but i my guess is kind of this parallel life and no no questions like like i'm not going to ask any questions just the money's coming and you seem to be good i seem to be good so let's just keep going yeah 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 but i do want to get away from that and i want to get go back to this episode because there's a couple things in this episode i wanted to talk about which is we talked about Whitney's confessionals, but I, okay, I love Whitney. I was a big downer on Whitney when we first came out. You said you thought she was beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm, she has no, like, there's nothing to her. And there's a lot to her. She's super nice for starters and funny. Like, she and Heather have all the quips. Yeah. I, you know, this episode when they were going up to Park City in the party bus, for her fat husband's birth, you know, I shouldn't say that. He's just slightly overweight with those dimples in his cheeks. I don't know why those I'm dimples. I'm sorry, but okay. So- I don't know why those dimples bother me, but they do. <laughs> okay. I don't know why they bother you either, but I'm going to say this. They seem perfectly happy. She, she does seem-, seem happy. They seem like they have a good relationship. This again, this is complete assumptions just based off my viewership. Can I just say something? Yeah. Though, so when they're in the party bus, First off, the people at her house for the pre-party. So this is what they did, if, as a reminder. They had a pre-party at Whitney's house for Justin's birthday. Then they all got on a party bus to go up to Park City. And then the, the birthday party was actually uh, at a Park City house at a friend's, uh, one of Whitney's friends or family friend, um, who is apparently a big deal there in Park City. Um, the pre-party, the people at that party, I don't know what that's all about. And I don't know. They... It was an interesting group of people. And then on the party bus, that didn't look like fun. Like, I don't know. Do do you really want to? We're 50. So is Justin. He's 52. Yeah, he's 52, but he's a man. And at 52, they're like 32. So I think it was absolutely fine for Justin. And I think. No, but I'm just saying. Jen Shaw's our age. She was on that party bus. I think she was. I don't. I'm telling you what. I don't think that that looks like fun. I'm sorry. I just don't. I don't think it does either because, I mean. The whole thing revolved around drinking. No, I know. Right. But, and can I just say one other thing? This has nothing to do with the party bus, but it has after the party when Jen Shaw goes over to Whitney's house to sit in the hot tub. I think that's the next day. They okay, have a hot, dub, that's hot tub party. That's fine. If they ha- Those two have a hot tub party afterwards. And Jen Shaw. I never had a hot tub party. Before. I think her nipple was showing. That. I give her a lot of credit. I laughed really hard when she came out when she had in that swimsuit yeah. with those big Booties. black boots. I actually give her a lot of yeah, credit. Yeah, but I, I do that. think her nipples were on television, and I don't know if she knew that. I don't think she cared one way or the other. Um, By the way, she's tiny. Oh, she's the world's tiniest person. I was saying person. that I didn't she realize must her. She like 4'2". 
I don't know. Oh, I don't know how tall she is. I just mean she's very tiny, like small built. And yeah. I didn't realize that because her boobs have blocked my vision of her body. Yeah, I know. I know. They are. It's like all boobs. And then, oh, there's Jen Shaw. Yeah. I didn't realize how small she was until she put on that swimsuit. She looks good. Yep. How about, um, how about Miriam Cosby? Okay. That's hilarious. Can I just mention? Wait, wait, no, no. Let me just mention Charlinda. something. Let me just mention something. I love you her. just keep saying Mary M. Cosby without explaining why you're doing that. It's because Jen Chaw very smartly started calling her Mary M. Cosby. Now we all do it. Well, no, because that's how they introduced her with her name on the the, the subscript or whatever. It says er- Mary M. Cosby. Probably because Jen Shaw <laughs> said Mary M. Cosby. I know. I love it. One thing that you and I talked about last night about Mary M. Cosby, because so they had the big party at Justin for Justin's birthday up in at Catherine's house in Deer Valley. And I can't believe you remember that woman's name. And Mary came, right? Because they weren't sure. Mary M. Cosby came. Mary M. Cosby came because she wasn't sure if she was going to go because Jen was going to be there or whatever. And you and I decided something. Mary is just dorky. She's a dork. She's a kind of loner dork. She is a dork. And in a good way, because there's a, a few points where they, they focused in on Mary uh, on purpose, obviously, because they saw her doing something dorky in the background, like doing a weird dance move or something. And I said to Amber, and actually you said it, you said, wow, it, she, that's sort of endearing what she's like. She's just awkward. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought so, too. It kind of even whether, OK, we don't know about the cult. We got to figure out more about that p- part. I don't know. Yeah, well, Let's talk about that in a minute when we talk about Charlinda. Yeah. <laughs> We can't, <laughs> but I do think oh, she's goodness. just a big dork, and I don't know. There's why sure, is her there husband, was something endearing about it. Why like, does her husband not come to anything? Well, I don't know if he's invited. Of course he is. Well, I don't know if Mary M. Cosby invites him. Well, anyway, how about you- when Mary... Wait, actually, we skipped the Charlinda part. Let's go back, because Mary M. Cosby was getting ready with Charlinda to yes. go to the party. Yes, and then she says... So which- Charlinda is Mary M. Cosby's maid. Cousin. Her maid. Well, she's her assistant, yes. Her, not her assistant, her maid. And and then we find out, because we saw we saw Charlinda last episode bring Mary M. Cosby her tray. Who does? Can I just say, by the way, where's the tray coming from? Because Mary M. Cosby was in the kitchen. Uh, and then point. she's like, I need my tray. And then Robert, that ass, he, he goes on the weird intercom and says, Charlinda. Charlinda, could you bring Miriam Cosby her tray? Of course, he didn't say Miriam. And then Charlinda comes out of somewhere else with a tray of food. But but Miriam Cosby was already in the kitchen. Yeah, I know. I totally agree with you. And I'm gonna. I don't want to. I mean, so anyway, there is Charlinda theory, showed there up. Are theories about her staff as part of the cult. Yeah. I, we have to explore that more. But Charlinda, which was so funny, because Charlinda is her cousin. There's a connection, but it's her no, this cousin. is what she said. Uh, Miriam Cosby said she said Charlinda um, is my was my grandmother's brother's daughter. So that means it's her like second cousin. It's some type type of cousin. It's her grandmother's brother's daughter is Charlinda, and she's like, we don't get to know each other very well, and I don't know what goes on in her life. No, she literally said, I don't know anything about her. She said that I don't know nothing about her life, which was bizarro. Because she said she's been with her for 20 years when Ro- little Robert was born. And, and then Charlinda then, has been with her since Robert was a baby. And then in the end, she goes, but in the end, we're family. Well, yeah, you're literally family. You're- but, <laughs> I mean, you're literally family, but you just said on the TV show that she's worked for you for 20 years. 
probably for free, if what we're hearing is true, and that she's your cousin, and you know nothing about her. You never bothered to ask Mary M. Cosby? You yes, never bothered exactly. to ask your maid what, what anything about your maid's life, and she happens to be your cousin. Yeah, it was a little strange, but I did have to, I did, I did remark to you that Mary M. Crosby does Ramona Singer eyes. Oh gosh, yes, those popping, her, those eyes are popping. Her, her mannerisms and facial expressions are priceless. I love the. You know what? I love any kind of popping eyes because it's just something you'd see in a cartoon when something happens and their eyes just pop open. Like I just like to try to do it myself. I have squinty eyes and I, it's impossible for me to I do. Wish, I wish. Can, you, can, can I? Can I wish we had a camera? You can tried I even to do, do it? it. I don't. Can, think let I me can. try and do it. No, you can't do it. I either. know because I my eyes. I have to get an eyelid. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's that called? Bless farsterdy. Yeah, I have to get oh, my eyelid it's the fat taken out and then lifted because my eyes look like they're. Can you asleep. tell me though? Can I do it when I try go, to pop try them it. open? Ready? I'm going to do it like in a cartoon. Okay, like something go. just crazy. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you can. Oh my gosh! Good. <laughs> I wish we could. Okay, we're going to show that on our website at one point. We're going to do that. As a video. I don't know if that's true or not. Okay, so then the other thing, if we're going to just do highlights this time, the other highlight was Meredith Marks in her Meredith Marks store. It's not a highlight. In Park City. That was not a highlight. Well, Brooks was in it. He was. Oh, let's just talk about the fashion show. Let's just talk about tracksuits. Well, first, let's talk about how, just let me preface it by saying, what's with Meredith's horrible clothes? So in the store when they were showing it, she was wearing bell bottom pants again. Plus a weird pink dress that went over it that looked like it was from like what no, year no, was no. it was a bla- it was a blazer yeah it was okay a blazer. so but over her bell bottom pl- pants and then if you recall when she went to the twenties party a couple episodes ago she was wearing bell bottom pants again oh and that was her interpretation yeah. of the twenties yeah and, and so, that's when wasn't it Mary M Cosby that was just like uh, why are you wearing bell bottoms to the twenties was party? it her gosh I, I can't so. remember that and then when they were she was getting ready for the Sundance Park City. Uh, Fashion Week. There's no such thing, by the way, as Park City. Whatever. Anyway, Where is this year. Um, if Brooks is a designer at Park City Fashion Week, you know that's not a real thing. Um, Meredith Marks had on a Morticia Adams dress. Like, do you guys ever remember the Morticia wore the same dress every every single episode? Well, I'm pretty sure it was the same dress that Meredith had on. She must have gotten it. Yeah, and then yeah, that whole scene was weird. But that looked like a bell bottom dress. Yeah. Yeah, and I I don't understand Brooks. You know, I was a Brooks fan on the first episode, and he has really, really gone low on the totem pole for me, um, primarily because of just what reeks as privilege. Um, And you know, I'm you know I'm so glad I can be into this fashion world, and I don't know. And I'm not saying it's easy to be a gay kid, uh, let alone a a guy. I think that's really hard. So I'm not diminishing that. I just. The Lisa that has nothing to do with the show. He's not even said he's gay. We, I mean, he may not be gay. Was that? But it was the whole Lisa Barlow's constant pursuit of being your best self, and then she went off about how so proud she is for how hard she worked, and and I get it. I mean, I don't, I don't want to again just diminish that she could have worked hard, but but this day and age, not to recognize your privilege, and then Brooks being on the fashion week and they're asking him to be on fashion week and it's not because he he has some amazing freaking talent and does sweatsuits it's because his mom probably paid so that she could have advertising in it 
So a couple things too. Just some of the quote richer quote richer people on the show. So Jen Shaw, the rumor is that's a rental house. And then Meredith Marks, that was clearly a clearly rental a house. Clearly a rental house because, because they the, called the property manager to when fix the, the toilet. toilet leaked. Yeah. yeah. They called a property manager. Yeah. So that's not her house. And then who's the other one who has, doesn't? Lisa Barlow. Okay. I didn't. So she, that might be her house, but there's no fucking furniture in it. So when they showed those kids sitting at the table in outside the kitchen, there was literally nothing on the wall. It looked like nobody lived in that house. Oh, it just reminded me. Heather Gage looks like a normal normal house. house. Whitney's and is weird, Whitney's but it looks like a normal seems house. Seems normal, although now there's a big rumor that he's in a pyramid scheme. He he does. That's the. the I don't think it's a vitamins. rumor. It's an article that he. So he's yeah. in pyramid scheme. Mary M. Cosby might Mary's be a in a cult, and I guess that's it. So it sounds like to me that that the only. Yeah, you're right. It sounds to me like Heather Gay may be the only somewhat normal person of the group then. Wait, I don't know. Is the word normal or she's the one that has a job? And a <laughs> there you go. Although she's a job, I, I wanna, she's a, no. job a house, and a business. How's well, that? Lisa Barlow apparently has Lux Marketing. Lux oh, that's true. That's who, she's normal. But and that's, Meredith Marks has a, no, I'm just a talking about. Business. No, I'm just talking about them pretending like these are their houses, but they're not. Oh, that's all. That's yeah, all. yeah. We, don't, we have no idea who owns what. It's kind of like Orange County where they gave Gina all that hard time about her small little condo, and she's the only one that owns something. Well, here's the thing. I was thinking about this, Amber, um, when I was thinking, why do rich people, quote rich people, what I mean by that is people who have a lot of income, why do they not buy houses? And it's because they their lifestyles are so, they're spending so much fucking money that they can't be bothered to save any money to make a down payment. That's the bottom line. Like they might be able to pay $10,000 a month um, to live in an expensive house, but they, because they're spending so much, don't have the ability to come up with the three, three, four hundred thousand dollars to buy the two million dollar house, right? right? So they haven't saved a single fucking dime, and they're still continuing to spend. If you can't fucking put a down payment on a house that you're paying ten thousand dollars a month to live in, you need to think twice about what you're spending your money on. Like you shouldn't be spending ten thousand dollars to rent something if you can't. Save the down payment. It's bizarre. Unless you're so rich that you're running a bunch of other stuff. Maybe that's what people are doing. I don't know. That may- I just think it's weird when somebody, you know, it reminds me of this one time at band camp. <laughs> I had a client come in and they were both making good money, these people. And I won't even hint what they were doing. But the wife and the, I represented the wife and the wife and the husband were making a ton of money. Come to find out they were renting this house in Pacific Heights that cost $30,000 $30, a month. And they had other money too. And I said, I was asking, do you not own any property? And and she's like, well, my husband always said that it, she, he felt like that that real property was a bad investment. And meanwhile, we're like, yeah, real property in San Francisco is a real bad investment. You never make any money off real property, much less anywhere else. But yeah, don't buy real property in San Francisco. Just spent thirty thousand. Well, I mean, we could get into a big philosophical debate, you know, rent versus own, and it does sound like a lot more people are renting because they're much more transient in nature. So I'm, I'm, you know, again, they're renting. It's the fact they don't even look. They don't even look like they have spent any time decorating these houses. So it looked like then at when it, the episode concluded that when they were talking about what was going to happen next week, they were going to be focusing on Meredith. Yeah, they they were talking about how it was sad that Seth wasn't there for Brooks is <laughs> Brooks's fashion week 
And then they started talking about, basically, Jen Shaw was insinuating that Meredith has boyfriends or a boyfriend. And Whitney was like, kind of like, really? Or whatever. And she's basically said, yeah, I know about it. So that's going to be on next week as well. So the fashion week, when they're actually walking, is going to be the start of the show. And then they're going to get more into the Seth and Meredith and what's happening there. But I did read that they had been, he had filed for divorce a year prior to the start of the show. And so I don't know how much we're seeing as, quote, acting or that is really happening in real well, time. Well, he could have filed for divorce and, you know, just because maybe, you know, people file for divorce and then continue to try to work on their marriage. That happens. But it was interesting that, um, first off, you know, the show started off where, you know, first episode, I think, when she wouldn't show him his, show him her phone. And he basically was suggesting something's going on. If you want me to show me the phone, which we both agreed. Um, and then basically last episode, she told him to leave and that she wasn't moving to Akron or, or Canton or wherever. And then this preview for this episode is Jen Shaw suggesting that she knows that Meredith has a boyfriend. I hope so because I am so snooze fest bored out of my mind about Meredith Marks. I don't care. And Brooks, who showed so much freaking promise, is a huge, huge fucking disappointment. He's a, he's entitled. He is obnoxious. He is bossy and mean and abu- and emotionally abusive to Meredith as like a, an abusive husband, yeah, we as we said. that. We actually said that. Um, he's wearing lip gloss suddenly for no reason because he certainly wasn't wearing lip gloss. I will say this. He has really pretty lips. He's beautiful skin. Yeah, he's beautiful skin and pretty lips. And yeah. He's a very attractive, very attractive young, young man. man. Um, apparently, all he designs is uh, sweatsuits with a stripe down the side that says Brooks Marks. And I'm wearing and, a sweatsuit right now that says Jane Fonda <laughs> down the side. It's, so it's I'm not rainbow. sure how that's... A, it's rainbow that, Jane Fonda. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's a fashion but thing. But I think I saw him with a Velcro, a Velcro that had his name on it around the Velcro. And I thought I... Sorry, that's our dog. Thanks, Gigi. I thought I saw him wrapping it around his sneakers. So what? We're supposed to buy Velcro straps of that say Brooks Marks and stick them around our well, sneakers? I think or and, he's trialing it to say, oh, what would this look like if I had a high top that said Brooks Marks? Oh, maybe so. And yeah. maybe he just thinks his name sounds cool. kind of does. Brooks Marks. I kind of like that. Say it fast. Brooks Marks, Brooks Marks, Brooks Marks. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, again, I, I, I don't know. It, whatever, I don't care. Whatever. Let's just let's see what happens next week. Uh, again, I think it's getting sl- it's slowly getting better, but I do think there's a lot of freaking big behind the scenes things like pyramid schemes, cults, well, divorces. Can I say this though? People not living in their houses full time. Can I say this? It's really important. They're at uh, Sundance. And there's a lot of famous people who show up for Sundance, and you're telling me they can't get one famous person to show up on this show? That's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, I'm telling you. No, that's not weird. That's just normal. Because, well, it might be normal for this this show, but other housewife show, you'd be able uh, to get somebody to show up. No, like who, Sarah? Oh, wait a minute. I take that back. Like Lala who? from Vanderpump Rules. Lala, what, what's Katie? her face? But apparently Lala's coming out in a movie. Oh, yeah. She was in a movie in Sundance. Oh, jeez. Come on, please. I, I never watched that show, so I, I don't, don't either. I so think I don't she's even know super. Lala she's, or Katie. I don't. Well, even Lala is super famous. She's very famous. What do you mean she's very famous? No, she is. She's super famous. I'm not making that up. Super famous. Super famous. Yes. For what? 
I don't know. She's super popular and famous. She's like one of the Amber. We are fifty year old women. We don't watch women, and we don't when watch you say, YouTube. I know, but when we you don't say watch she's super popular, like is she on TMZ? The young, I don't know. What like what are you on to be super like? TikTok? Aunt, please, you need to stop saying that because now you're gonna sound super old. YouTube? Just trust Facebook? me. Are you on Facebook? Oh my god! Stop, Amber. Okay. She's somebody who's famous, and we know nothing about because we're she has old. An Insta account. Instagram. WhatsApp. Chat lap, Snapchat. Oh God! Okay, we're going now. We're done. All righty. Well, thanks everyone. Okay, wait a sec. This is episode six of Sascast. This is Sundance City, and we are very excited. We are super excited that we are international now. I don't know if you know this, Sarah. India, Canada, Romania, Ireland, Uh, France. Wasn't it France? France? I don't, I mean, the, the country's well, shout out to all on. of you all. Who so are listening shout to out to our fans in all of those countries, particularly our French counterparts, because they are listening to the episodes as they drop. So we want to reach out and thank you so much. If you want to get in touch with us, don't hesitate to look at sascast with sarahamber.com. Our episodes are up there a little about us and we'll be doing some blogging. So anyway, we hope that you enjoy this episode and please come back for our next episode when we see you in the new year because uh, we're taking a break next week. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy I, Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy any Kwanzaa. Ce- yeah, anything you celebrate. Anything you celebrate or don't celebrate. Just I hope you have a good um, holiday season um, and during these extraordinarily difficult times. Mm-hmm.